Hello and welcome into another Red Owl Podcast. Colonel Stewart here talking to you. And we are talking Western sports, uh, football. Ugh, not really looking forward to that right now, but anyway. And uh, But it's we're on the downhill, so don't worry about it. Volleyball, soccer news, and more. Don't forget to do the YouTube and social media pleasantries. And like, share, and subscribe as always. And here we go. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. SEC, they supposed to be SEC. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you'd like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you to BetterHelp. We appreciate your support. Uh, as always, guys, uh, if you would, go to betterhelp.com forward slash redout, and it'll save you 10% on your first month. It'll also support the channel. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, if you listen to our show on Podbean, you can become a fan. We've got now got a fan club. Uh, for a couple cents, you can literally join the fan club, and I can send you messages all day. Promise they're not going to be bad. Uh, how's it going, Matt? Hey, buddy. So, did you go to the game last night? You sound like I it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, you know what? I was kind of down on it, too, and of course... Uh, we did have an article. Um, I did the what went wrong. Yeah. Which, how late did you stay up writing that? Honestly, I was up till 1230 last night. <laughs> I really did. It, it, and it wasn't, <laughs> I mean, to, it really wasn't, into, huh? well, it really wasn't, it really wasn't hard. Well, of course, 1230 Eastern time. So 1130 your time, but, oh, so a right. little time difference, but yeah. Um, time travelers. Yes. But, um, Did it I tell really, you about my sister-in-law. No, and, what's and time travel. They live on Eastern Time, right? They live in Danville. Okay. So she always talks about how it's uh it's one hour to drive here, but it's three hours to drive back. That's true. And I'm like, no, not exactly, yeah. Jenny. It's it's two hours either way. It's the same time. <laughs> well, technically, but it's she, not. No, it technically it it's is two hours worth of time. It is, Definitely. but technically it's not. Because hypothetically, <laughs> if she left at let's say nine o'clock, she could get to Bowling Green and get an egg McMuffin at McDonald's and still get breakfast. I'm just saying. She could, I guess. She could do that, but, but anyway, that would be unnecessary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just give her a hard time because she's like, for a while she didn't even get it. And I'm like, it definitely is two hours either way. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, now she just kind of prefaces it like, oh, we're, we're time traveling today. We'll be there. At whatever. <laughs> okay, whatever. 
Well, um, well, okay. Like I always thought of it like whenever I was go to my parents' house, it's like an hour, um, about an hour and fifteen ish, and I'm always like, well, you know, technically when I leave, I'm not losing any time, but when I come back, I gain back that time twice. Right. So, uh, but yeah. So quick news updates, real quick. Uh, soccer. Katie Irwin, fifth year forward, named Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, she scored the game-winning goal for WKU in a one-to-nothing win against Liberty on Saturday. Uh, so the tops will play New Mexico State on Friday. Uh, that is the twenty-seventh at six p.m. Central Time, and that game is a uh, match is on ESPN Plus. Uh, of course, volleyball uh, has a 20-game winning streak. We failed to talk about them last week because we had so much other news. Uh, but this is the second longest streak in the nation. WKU is 25th right now. Uh, WKU swept Sam Houston Saturday, 3-0. Uh, and w- WKU is undefeated. Do what? Update, Mr. Devin. What we you got? Are, we are 23rd now, my man. Oh, well, I'll yeah. change that in my show notes. Thank you, sir. Yeah, 23rd. I just happened to see it like couple days ago so no you're good but we are 23rd well then the wku sports page needs to update their stuff so (laughs) um because i literally just typed it up from there kind of yeah i just noticed like that they haven't put on the stats for the the football game against uh, liberty onto the team stats you would think they would have done that by now but i don't know no they're they're still recovering they're still recovering from the concert but anyway uh, WKU is 23rd of the nation. WKU swept Sam Houston Saturday. WKU is undefeated in conference play, and they have eight sweeps in conference action, which is pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, they're freaking machines, dude. Yeah. Kaylee Cox led the serving charge with six aces from the line. Paige Briggs recorded another double-digit kill, and she also got a Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week award for the second time this season. She also and, set in one of the games. Sorry, I don't know if you're getting to this, but she set a, a program record. What was it like ten aces in one match? I don't know if you had that in your notes. I, yes, but, I do. Just okay, the I'm next sorry. thing I was typing. Dang it! I'm sorry. No, just don't worry about the keys clicking right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm not worrying about it as I as I, as I add this into my notes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you had that in your notes. So what was it? She set a program record for? Uh, she had 10 aces in one Ooh. match. I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, but it was program record. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, remember. like Coach Hudson is literally these girls, when you think they do really good, they they top it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look it up for you and I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, just let me know if that's not right. Uh, but Abby Schaefer, uh, she notched back-to-back double-digit dig matches, so she got her shovel out this week. And uh, Tops will play again. They'll play Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, and they're playing at La Tech. So I don't know if that game is going to be televised, that match, but if it is, I will update it in our show notes so you all can see that. Um, just a reminder... It's going to be on ESPN Plus. Oh, it's on the Plus? Okay. It's on the Plus. Any, um, any well, okay. college USA game now in volleyball is going to be on at least the Plus. Well, actually, Sam Houston wasn't. How, anyway, is, how, is, how is that working? Because uh, soccer is going to be on the Plus, too. 
playing New Mexico at the same time? Uh, is that a serious question? Seriously, yeah. Are they doing that at the same time? What's up? <laughs> well, they have. I mean, ESPN Plus has a whole bunch of different matches going on at the same time, man. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm trying to get my. See if they. Uh, okay. Sorry, man. I'm not trying to be. No, no, no. You're fine. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't pay attention to you. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Devin, I mean, I don't know if you pick it up. You just look dumb, bro. <laughs> it is on ESPN Plus. My bad. You're yeah. right. Yeah. But, uh, well, I just. Okay, so I'm used to the old cable days. Okay, where there was like three ESPNs and then they didn't overlap. So uh-huh. not used to this newfangled stuff. That uh, um, yeah, Um He'll. You're good. Go ahead. By the way, the, you were asking, we were figuring out which game it was that Paige had the the record. It was the first game um, on, was it Friday? They play Friday, Saturday? I um, think so. Yeah, it was the first game. She had 10 aces. Wow. Um, which is insane. I mean, that basically ace means like. It, it, she hits it, nobody hits back. Yeah, or the player wasn't able to get it. They weren't even able to do anything, but <clears throat> like they might touch it or whatever. But it doesn't even they don't even get to play it. So yeah, it's yeah, pretty kind of pretty tough game. Kind of what I figured. Yeah. Um, Hilltopper Hysteria. Uh, just a reminder is tomorrow, or if you're listening, it's today, ten twenty six at six thirty p.m. Central Standard Time uh, at Diddle. The doors open at five thirty p.m. The dance team will perform. They'll have a mixed team skills challenge, shooting stars competition, and a three-point competition. The event will conclude with autographs for fans. Admission is free, and fans can compete in the shooting stars competition by submitting an application. Last week, I included it in our show notes just for you all. Um, this week, I am not, because I'm going to say you're probably going to be out of time if you're going to sign up this week. But anyway... Uh, so Matt, I will let you talk about the Cincinnati news we have. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty major news here for, for football. And it's definitely, um, abrupt. Um, we were scheduled to, to do a home and home with Cincinnati. Of course, Cincinnati was in the American, um, and now they're in the big 12. And so they have a different conference. Um, schedule when they have different amounts of games. They're also just looking for an excuse probably to drop a home and home with a group of five now that they're power five, but whatever. Um, So Cincinnati has dropped the two games that were scheduled for 2025 and 2026. Um, And so we were going to have an equal opportunity to have a big 12 opponent, a pretty quality big 12 opponent, um, in the house um, on, I can't remember which one. It probably would have been that we would have had them in 2026. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, they have backed out of that. It cost them uh, $500,000 to pay us off to not have that series. So we do get five hundred k out of it. But now uh, the football program is going to be scrambling to get some kind of football game scheduled because – it's a lot more difficult to schedule football games than it is basketball or soccer or whatever. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, and you've only got a few of them a year. So most teams are going to have uh, – And evidently sorry. other people have got their stuff already figured out. Yeah, I mean, other teams are going to have 
their stuff locked in. You know, like we've got some football games that are locked in into the 2030s. So um, this has been scheduled a while, and now all of a sudden you're going to have to, within two years, figure out how to find a football game. They're probably going to have to go FCS or something, or somebody else that changes conference maybe might be desperately looking for something. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be interesting to see how they fill it. But you're probably not going to fill it in with quality like Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati was a huge series to get a home-and-home, home, even when they were in the AAC, let alone them moving to the Big 12. So it's a huge blow to the future schedule, the home schedule in the future, um, <clears throat> whatever. It would have been a really interesting game that a lot of people would have been interested in. Now it's gone, and it's probably going to be replaced, my guess, would be with an FCS team or really low-quality um, FBS. So, yeah. But we'll see. Maybe we'll yeah. get a money game out of it. I don't know, but tops get five hundred grand, but that's not nearly the value of losing that series, in my opinion. That's a that's a nice series to have, and we just lost an opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Um, but like you said, uh, I mean, there's a possibility for Western to uh, uh, fill a void somewhere. You know, maybe somebody else is going to have a cancellation. Maybe in Alabama, Ohio State, another Power Five, and we can maybe be able to slide in there, hopefully. Um, but, that's, you know, we'll have to see. That's a pipe dream. But, you know, hey. You it is. Dreaming. It you is. Dreaming, but, bud. You know, I mean, like you said, it is. It's a pipe dream. But, you know, weirder things have happened. So, I'm not like throwing out the possibility. Scoring, but Like almost not scoring touchdowns three games in a row in the second half, stuff like that. Well, we did better last night. Right, so, we almost did that. But well, we... <laughs> well, okay. Since you're talking Liberty, um, Liberty Bibbity, um, first off, my first complaint, I did some research, and that's why kind of some of my show notes aren't as thorough, because this turned out to be one of the hardest flipping things to research in my entire life. And I did biology research back in the day. So... Uh, from 2023 to 2015, I have recorded one, two, three, four, five, six games. Um, and I'll count the last five years uh, from 23 to 2019, 2018 ish. We have had five blackouts. We have won two. So in my mind, we should scrap the entire thing. And forget blackouts altogether. I'm just saying. <laughs> we honestly, okay, so 2015, we beat Marshall 49 28. Uh, I could not find 16, 17, or 18. Um, then uh, we played uh, Central Arkansas 35 28. We lost. Uh, we played FIU and won 38 21 in 2020. 2021, we lost to Indiana 33 to 31. Uh, we played UAB last year in 2022. We beat them 20 to 17. And then uh, WKU uh, played Liberty, Liberty Bibbity uh, last night, obviously, and lost 42 uh, 29. But yes, that is that was one of the hardest things to research to figure out which games were. Uh, specifically blackout games 
Um, because by the way, before 2019, they don't show pictures on WKU Sports' page. Oh. Yeah, so it makes it even harder. And then, of course, I went through Google, and I don't know how many of those pictures were just stock photos they used of Western in you know, black uniforms, and then the game wasn't even in black uniforms. Mm. So uh, there was about a 45-minute period here where I've been trying to find these stinking pictures or find blackout games because I'm convinced that we get hosed, which, by the way, Western never gets calls at home. Yeah, good Lord. We never get calls at home. Yeah, there were some on Twitter. I didn't realize that one, the two-point conversion was... Yes, yes. I I didn't see that. I mean, I was angry at the fact that we were even going for a two-point conversion um, because we had already stupidly gone for another one and needed to make it up. So and burned a timeout on the PAT. But anyway, um, whatever. Um, well, he called, I'm sure he called that timeout to complain, you know. All right, well. Well, that was before, right? He called it before they ran the play. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, you're right. But whatever. that We can talk a little bit later about that portion of the issue. But um, I did not realize that it was that egregious. I thought it was, you know, like, okay, it probably was, but you know, maybe they overturned it or whatever. But then, my goodness, it was so outrageous that, that they reviewed that. And you can see him pulling jersey the whole way. Yeah. I don't, they did not review that play. They did not review that call. They didn't review the, the penalty because there was no penalty. But they, they had a little it. conference. They had a little conference and they picked the flag up, which was bull. I thought they reviewed that play and then still decided that it was, um, that it was no, because you can't you can't review a non call. Okay, but that's what, but that's but that's what that's basically what happened though. (laughs) Well, that's what happened though is which, by the way, I'm pretty sure. Let me see if we get my box score up here. Um, that was in the fourth quarter, right? Um, yes, we scored. We scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. That's better than the first two for the for in the first half. Uh-huh. I mean, that was that was awesome. If we could have done that the whole game, we would have won. Um, but we just like normal, we come out at half. Which, by the way, we're doing better. Um, so you know, we did better. We actually came out and played in the fourth quarter, whereas. Last week against Jacksonville State, we could not do anything whatsoever. Um, but you know, we we did fairly well in the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter team, I was very pleased with. Now, the third quarter and the second quarter, I was not. But the fourth quarter, I was very pleased with the way the guys played. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think what was incredibly disheartening was the fact that Liberty was able to basically just run oh, yeah. the, ball the whole second half and we couldn't do anything. Yeah. And the one play that you do, you get called for a block below the waist on defense, which is a super rare penalty to get. Yeah. So a little bit of bad luck there. Because I don't of the know black if it was uniforms. legit or not. I don't know. but Because of the black uniforms. Yeah, that's it. It's racism. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's nothing to do with racism. It's just the uniforms. 
<laughs> I am I I didn't used to think it was that big of a thing, but I mean, according to my stats here, it's become a thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, um gosh, yeah, it was it, there were some interesting calls and everything, but ultimately, I mean, I've said this. I said this to my dad when we were at the game against USF. To me, the biggest issue with this team has been, especially if you see it in person, but you can see it on TV too, but especially in person, like the sideline is just dead. I mean, there's no, there's no juice. There's no like people yelling for each other or like people getting hyped up or whatever. It's just like, you know, like I understand you, you got business to do and whatever. Okay, fine. It's fine to be calm, but like there's no reaction. There's no – it doesn't seem like there's a belief. Like we were down – like we're within two scores in the fourth quarter and you have like 12 minutes left and it's like everybody's dog died. Like yep. I understand that it's frustrating and you were just down 18, but guess what? You're not down 18 now. Pick it up and let's, you know, let's try to win this game. Like – Where's the fire? And, you know, I saw it against USF. I mean, it took them a quarter and a half to get fired up when they were getting their heads beaten in yeah. and losing to a team that they shouldn't be. And then finally they got fired up and a little pissed off and and took over and, and won that game. But, like, why do you have to get kicked 4,000 times before you finally get pissed off enough to go play good football? I don't understand yeah. that. And then, uh, I'm with you. I mean, you think you would take it personally, you know? Yeah. And then, like, once you kind of you get back to where you want to, you feel comfortable or you feel like you're back in it, and then you just slack off again. It's like, this is not this is not a team that has come together yet. They're not a unit. With offense, defense, special teams, they're not together, and they're not, in my opinion, they're not really playing for each other. Like some of those teams that we – worked with even the ones that weren't that good there was still some enthusiasm there was interest there was like engagement you know um it's just they're just kind of going through the motions it's bizarre yeah i mean it is really frustrating to watch and of course something uh, that was kind of brought up in the post-game press conference helton was talking about how the guy how our defensive line were getting blown off the ball and i mean mm-hmm. stat wise that's obvious I don't. I think there was a stat thrown out last night by the announcers that Liberty were through three passes in the entire second half, mm-hmm. and it's obvious. You know, I mean, yeah, they ran all night. You know, they had three hundred and twenty-three rushing yards. They had over. They had twice as many attempts as we did rushing. We had twenty-two, and they had fifty-four. They had six yards per rush. So, I mean, like, when you're looking at these stats, I mean, I'm sorry, six yards per rush, you know what that says? That says I need two downs to get a first. Yeah. That's what that's telling me. Yeah. Yeah. You're over You're over two yards. You're over by two yards, you know, and it's like, okay. Um, the yeah. uh, Actually, they did get good pressure on um, Austin, which was – Kind of frustrating to see, but, you know, I mean, it's going to happen at some point this year. Right. I mean, he's – one thing that he – you know, I know he's not thrown well. You know, obviously, his percentage is quite low. 
for what we were used to last year and really used to any WKU quarterback since um, old Piggy T there. But um, <clears throat> he really is good at maneuvering around the pocket. Um, he only took one one sack still, and he only they only recorded one official <clears throat> um, QB hit. So um, he obviously took some some more uh, shots than that. But I mean, he does a good job. It doesn't mean the offensive line is is protecting him as well as he kind of finds a way to slip out of. Yeah. But um, yeah, Liberty definitely was controlling the line of scrimmage. I think on both sides of the ball, um, Western was able to run the ball some this game, um, so it wasn't like an utter dominance by their D line. But I definitely think uh, they had they had a little bit more control even on that side of the ball as well. So, yeah, I uh, mean, it's. Tough it's- to see. It was a, it was a rough game. Of course, some of my notes from last night. Um, shuffle my papers here. Uh, obviously, I we've talked about the black uniforms. I, I, I love I love the black uniforms. I think they're pretty awesome. But when you can't get a call anyway, I think you got to pitch them. Um, we couldn't stop the run. Obviously, the offense stalled for basically two quarters. Um, another thing I mentioned was the failure to make tackles, yeah. uh, because I mean, I don't know if you saw this or not, um, but there were times when we would have, uh, that Cooley for, uh, Liberty, we'd hit him like a yard behind the line of scrimmage and literally dude is built like a, like a bowling ball is what yeah. Jake used to say. He was um, there cousin Jake used to say he would uh, because he would talk about Furby and he was built like a bowling ball, but that guy was too. Um, And literally guys are just bouncing off of him. And I mean, even at one point our middle linebacker bounced off a dude last night and I was like, that's embarrassing, but you know, surprising. Like obviously the running back, he's first of all, he averages a hundred a game. So I don't be too shocked. No, was, I'm not shocked at his good. performance at all. But, but um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but they had some – I was surprised by some of their speed, like uh, Bedgood and uh, the other running back as well, Cooley. They, yeah. had, some, they had some quickness, and um, I don't know if you could see it as much on TV, but the, it was kind of surprising how quick they were. They you had another have, gear. Yeah, you don't have that with WKU's – Running backs, like um, I think, a couple of them can move. Yeah, and I, th- I think Step has shown some some speed when he can kind of break away, but he's kind of got that long stride. Um, these guys were just like lightning when they caught the ball. I mean, they were just like shot out of a cannon. Yeah. In addition to being tough to take down, so they they were. I was pretty impressed with them. I was too. Um... Are they – do you think they're a top 25 team? No, but I think they um, – like in terms of like if they played everybody else, how they would stack up number 25, no. But I think they've earned the right to be to be put in the top 25 until someone beats them. I mean, whether we want to look at it that way or not, Western is a quality win – were competitive in the top of this conference and they took care of business and really it wasn't even close. Um, yeah. We found a way to 
sort of wake up offensively in the fourth quarter, but otherwise they would have ran us out of there. Um, and so I think they deserve to be in the top 25 at some point. If they're not uh, this this next week, they should be within a week or two. I know they were getting poll votes in both polls, and they were close um, in the AP, I think. I think they were 27th in the AP. So they might get in in the AP this next week. But yeah. I think they deserve it. I mean, they're 8-0. They've, they've, they've played a weak schedule, no doubt. But they've also taken care of business, and they haven't really been threatened that much. So put them in there. Um, I, I think as far as wins and losses go, I, I agree with you. Um, Can't get much better than 8-0, can you? No, I mean you. I mean, obviously, their record reflects that, but I think they just take advantage of a lot of things, like Liberty does. You know, they take advantage of things. But um, <laughs> uh, honestly, like that the little quarterback, like him getting unsportsmanlike. I they never really showed on TV what he did. I'm imagining he said something, and the ref just overheard it, which is hilarious. Um, because normally quarterbacks don't get that. Uh, well, actually, Austin Reed did earlier in the year, but <laughs> <laughs> he kind of had a Baker Mayfield moment there at the beginning of the year. But, um, you know, it, I think I think there are positives to take away from this game. And honestly, like last night, that when I was typing up the what went wrong, that's kind of what my brain kept going back to is – you know, there are elements of our team that are missing. We've got injuries. We've got Jacquez mm-hmm. Evans who's out. Um, yeah. I don't know if Blue Smith was actually back or if he, he was, was He was back. Game. He had some drops. I don't know what his deal is. Um, but he – actually, his family was sitting right next to us. And uh, he was – just like, what is wrong with his ass? No. He was actually <laughs> coming up to them and saying, like, I can't see the ball. He was saying – like he was having trouble seeing the ball. I don't know. Um, That's it was weird. weird. It was almost like he was having some kind of like vertigo or Cushion. something. Well, maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah, he was like, I just can't see it. So he dropped the ball that one time later in the game. And he comes back to the bench and he comes to his family and goes, I can't see the ball. That's so, weird. Yeah. And then uh, the onside kick, I think he was like, I couldn't see it. You know, I don't know what the deal was, but um, maybe uh, need to get his eyes checked. But um, I mean, well, I mean, not to be funny or anything, but like, you know, he could have some kind of brain injury, or he could have a retina, you know, detachment or something like that, and you just never know. Could be. Um, I hope not. That would be awful. Well, I mean, we've had players in the past because that stuff heals. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, those issues are he, those can heal. That's not a big deal. Um, does it suck? Yes, but you know, players will be okay. Um, we've had, you know, a lot of issues like that, at least in my experience when I was there. Um, but like I said, there's, um, I think there's things to work on. I think there's things that are positives. Like the, what the, our offense scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. I can't tell you the last time we scored points in the fourth quarter. MTSU, yeah. which was uh, about a month ago. I have to yeah. double check that. Did we I mean, score in the fourth quarter against them? Scored. No, we did not. It's past that. Okay. 
Troy, let's see. I'll click my stats here. Yes, we scored 10 points in the fourth quarter against Troy. So over a month ago, we fi- we had points in the fourth quarter. So yeah. that's a positive. I mean, you got to work off that. That's a fair um, point. And I was looking, too. I, I, I didn't realize that Austin, <clears throat> overall, he threw over um, 60. I guess he's probably like 67, 68%. It's 30 out of 44. He had 365 yards and four touchdowns and interception. That's um, – plenty um, of production from him. So it's nice to see some actual, you know, like top tier quarterback numbers because he hasn't really produced that this year. So I think that's another positive, you know, trying to trying to look at some things that you can glean out of it. Um, Elijah Young was another one, if you want to talk about real positive. Hey, he awesome. Yeah, I mean, he had um, – I know he had 150-something all-purpose – as they were talking about on the radio, but he had 61 yards rushing. He didn't have a play that he lost any yardage. And uh, he also had 58 yards and a touchdown through the air. Um, so heck of a heck of a game for him. Yeah. Um, really impressed with him. Absolutely. Um, honestly, there was a, uh, a parlay bet on uh, FanDuel that I looked at doing, um, it was Malachi Corley, Marquis Step, and Elijah Young. Anytime, anytime scores. Anytime scores. So if they scored one touchdown, it would count. And the name that I was concerned with was Elijah Young, but, you know, hindsight, I'm like, Marquis Step didn't score. So they all had to score to, to get. They all that. had to score at least one touchdown. Okay. Um, and that was that was that was the one that I went, huh? You know, and looking back at it, um, I thought, well, wow, that's pretty amazing. You know, he was the one I was worried about. Whereas, in you know actuality, it was you know Step who we who's done really well this season. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you only give him the ball four times, so it's well, hard for him to. And, and I'm not blaming him. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah, not yeah, blaming yeah. him in the slightest. But, um, you know, just like hindsight was, I was thinking, well, you know, this is going to be, you know, the issue here will be Elijah Young hasn't scored yet this season because according to the numbers that thus far, he hadn't done anything. Um, but, you know, this, you know, that was something that I was just like, wow, that's that's crazy. You know, Marquis Step, who has done awesome. And then we got Elijah Young who comes in and he's, Literally, I mean, he was like on fire the whole night. He did great. Um, now, after last night, let's see. Liberty had four penalties for 55 yards. Uh, they had 169 passing yards and 323 rushing yards. I figured it up last night. Their quarterback had 286 total yards of offense. He had 117 yards on the ground. And he had 169 in the air. So he made up over, like, what, two-thirds of their offense last night? Mm-hmm. Which is wild. That's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, and he, he was responsible for four of their touchdowns, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stat there, too. Uh, so, yeah. That is that is wild. 28 Decent. points. 28 points, essentially. <laughs> technically 24, but 28 points, essentially. And uh, 280-something yards, you know. That's that's crazy. Uh, they they ended up with 33, uh, 33 minutes and seven seconds of time of possession, and we had twenty six. Which 
that was all them. That was the running game in the second half. That's what ate up mm-hmm. all the clock. True. That's, I mean, they got up on us and they just started choking us out. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 100%. not sorry. We couldn't stop them. No, there was nothing we could do. And they, why would you go to the to the air if if all you got to do is just run the ball and run the clock out? I mean, I can't blame them. Exactly. Uh, did you see any positives coming out of last night's game? Yeah, I was just thinking, I know we talked about a couple of them, but another one that uh, was really nice to see was Tom Ellard. Um, his three punts, he averaged 45 yards, um, and they were legit punts. It wasn't like he bounced it at the 50 and it rolled to the five, like some of his punts have done. Um, but uh, he did a really good job, and I think he's kind of rounded into shape the last couple games. Um, he got banged up a little bit at La Tech, and I think since that game, He's actually been much more solid than he was early in the year. Um, and I think he, he did a really nice job. So even though he only had three punts, two inside the 20, he had a touchback um, where the ball bounced to inside the five and went in, in for a touchback. So you can't be too upset about that. Um, so I thought he re- did a really good job. Um, I think um, – <clears throat> Uh, we talked well, we, about we did have another first last night. Not to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, our kicker missed his first field goal. Oh yeah. Oh god. Which, well, by the gonna... way, completely the refs' fault or the announcers' faults. I'm just saying. Yes, it sounds like voodoo bull, but when you literally call somebody out, he hasn't missed a field goal all year. I mean, like in the universe, like that is the butterfly effect. If I've ever seen it, I'm just saying. You can't you know say the that butterfly stuff. effect, Devin. How about running it on third and thirteen, right up the middle, to set up that field goal? I was like, you know, that's what that was. <laughs> he was they were trying to set up the field goal. How bad which... did Tyson and and Hollingshead look when they run that play? And it's obviously, I assume they were just basically playing for the field goal. It was late in the half, so I think they were trying to run some clock. I guess. You know, it was under three minutes. And so they run the clock down, and then he misses his first field goal all year. Like, oh, Lord. And, I mean, to to make it worse, like, you you just – that horrible call right before that made you look absolutely idiotic, and he just shanks it. Like, oh, Lord. (laughs) That was not a good look. I don't know if you really shaped the whole rest of the game. I mean – um, missing that field goal changed a lot of the scenarios later in the game as well. It would have been a one possession instead of two when it was 11 points, for example. It would have been eight points. Yeah. Um, you know, you wouldn't have had to feel like you were going for two and whatever. Um, <clears throat> it changed a lot of things. And um, I don't know how you felt about that one. But I uh, think you're, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> it, I think it, but I don't think. I think it was a momentum shift. When Western missed that field goal, I think it kind of knocked the sails out of the guys, so to speak. Um, and I I think it took a quarter and a half to recover. That's my thoughts. That's, um, that's fair. I don't know. I, I just... But I will say, there was a four-letter word that I read on Coach Helton's lips, and I may be wrong, don't get me wrong. Don't don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it started with an F and ended with a K. Right when they went to him on camera, when when they missed, when, when they missed, missed. 
<laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He had to know like he was like, hmm. and I was like, for yeah. that one. <laughs> I did. Oh, I, man. I mean, just the absolute it. worst scenario for them, which I feel for him. But also, you brought that on yourself by calling freaking power on third and thirteen. <laughs> When you're well, inside, they're inside field goal range. Like you're not gaining anything by getting three yards. Yeah, and I you're agree. not going to get thirteen on that run. Like I agree. Well, run I agree. Draw play if you're going to be conservative. Like make it look like you're trying to pass or something. Something. I, I agree with you on that because, but I knew what he was going for. You, you know did? what I'm saying? Like well. I didn't. When he did it, I was like, why would you run it? And then that's like field goal. And I'm like, he was planning that. You know what I'm saying? Like you you, you could see okay. this is where he was going with this. Hold up. Hold up, though. Hold up. Okay. Listen. <laughs> right, right before you're going, like you, you just almost had a touchdown. You had some opportunities. You went for the end zone. And then on third down, you're just like, well. I guess, I guess we'll just pack it in now. Well, I think we're, well, okay. Technically, if he would have taken another shot, we probably would have hit that field goal. Technically, it, it course, didn't gain anything. Like even unless you get the first down, there's no gain. Like we were way inside the field goal range. It wouldn't have made that much of a difference to get. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is yards. what I'm saying though is is if Helton takes another shot at the end zone, hypothetically. Uh, was it Munson or who was the kicker? I don't even remember. Um, but whoever missed it, okay, he went he went slightly right. I'm pretty sure we were on the left hash, so we he would have hit that field goal if you literally could like crop them into that situation. I think that would work. <laughs> yeah, I, it just I mean yes, I'm I'm add I'm adding people into new situations. So <laughs> <laughs> I just I think it's a huge point that we like we should emphasize a little bit. In my opinion, I know this is what people were upset about. I mean, that was egregious foolishness to me. I mean, it was it was just like wave the white flag. Oh, well, we'll just maybe go down one point at halftime. Instead of like, like run a screen, you know, do a draw. I don't care if you want to be conservative, but don't just literally run it up the middle and call it good and and then miss like if you're going to do that you got to make the field goal and so honestly it was asinine to me this this may sound ridiculous but i would have loved a flea flicker in that situation and it ain't even got to be a deep one they could have thrown one to river helms or something you know (laughs) flea flicker (laughs) hey dude river can catch river bro that sounds like such a mike sanford recruit (laughs) that's what he named Mike Sanford named his kid River and Apple. <laughs> River meet and my, Apple. Meet my, <laughs> meet my little meet my little bro here. His name's Gibson. I named him after my guitar, bro. <laughs> oh god. So anyway, um, so let's let's just go ahead and move on. I'm honestly like. I'm looking to better and brighter things, and I think these next uh, this next month is going to be westerns. I'm just going to throw really? it in now, okay? Because I, I, honestly, I'm my thoughts are is it's I, I think everything's you're coming on up that Scotswold myth. To be honest, hey, it's some good shit. You should try it. 
Um, anyway, uh, we, I know you're trying to move on. Okay, buddy. Okay. Last thing. Okay, let's see what you got. All right. I just I, I think we got to talk about. Can we ask the question? What's the how question? do you feel about uh, Tyson Helton and some of his staff? How do you feel about it, Devin? Do you really feel like it's fine and we'll be okay, or are you starting to question him? Because I think this is something people want to hear about. You know, there was obviously a lot of flack that they're going to they've been getting for a few weeks. How do you feel about it? Well, anytime you lose, there's always going to be flack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Helton has done well up until this point, and. Uh, not necessarily this point, but starting with the uh, last week with Jacksonville State. I mean, there were hiccups along the lines. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Like Troy, yes, we should have won that game. Uh, Ohio State was really close to, but um, <laughs> no, yeah. seriously. Like, like Louisiana Tech was a very frustrating game because we should have beat them 70 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was almost as if... I don't know if the the play calling got more conservative or if Louisiana Tech just somebody called their mama fat. I don't know. But like no joke those boy those guys from Louisiana Tech came out of the locker room and they were mad and they were ready to play and they threw up 28 points or what 18 points what do they have in the first? Okay, they threw, they threw up they, they threw up 21 points in the second half and we couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um and we got super lucky with an interception that kept us in that game or kept us from losing that game. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's the play calling on offense. That's kind of stalled us. I don't know if it's injuries that have kind of threw us for a loop. Um, but of course, part of it is too, is like Jacksonville state is a non issue. Mm-hmm. We lost that game. Yes. And it's on our record. But at the same time, it affects us 0% in Conference USA because they cannot play for a conference championship. Well, and it doesn't matter if they win the entire conference, they don't qualify. So we are still in this. And I mean, to your point there, this game honestly has not sunk the ship either. If we win out, we will be in the championship game. But I just, I bring it up because A, it's all over. Topper Twitter. It was also <laughs> raining down from the rafters in the stadium. People screaming about you, Tyson Saunders. You, this is all on you, and whatever. Which, by the way, I think is ridiculous <laughs> to blame the defense the last few weeks. I mean, why are we blaming the defense? The offense is the one that hasn't done jack. Exactly since, since uh, Houston Christian. They have yeah. They haven't been themselves for a full game since then. Maybe the first yeah. half of La Tech was the last time that the offense looked like the offense. The offense? Maybe, yeah. And so, I mean, to me, I'll answer my own question. I just – I think – I thought it was important to bring it up, and then we can move on and talk about UTEP. Now, um, you see, you're the Twitter guy, so I don't really follow Twitter. Um, I don't do the tweeter. Um, the tweeter. But but – um, I mean, you make a, you bring up some good points. I don't blame Tyson Summers by any means. Um, I thought that was ridiculous, but I, I do is. think I think Hollingshead has taken some heat. I will say this, and I've I've heard it from multiple people now, so I feel like it's okay to say this. Um, that there is, and definitely to say that it's a rumor, but there's kind of a rumor that 
Tyson is the one that's been calling the plays lately and maybe possibly even just calling them in the second half, which is suspicious yeah. well, uh, given Coach, the fact yeah, that we've been awful. Well, specifically, Coach Helton has called the plays in the second half, yes. Right, and so I kind of I heard that again last night um, from some people that definitely would know what they're talking yes. about, whatever. So anyway, um, people after the game and such. And so um, that's an interesting thought, but – I mean, I feel like there more than anything in Tyson's career so far, some of the decisions that he's made this year have been like way off from his normal. Like, I honestly thought that up through this year, he's been almost about as perfect as you possibly could be just making decisions in games, like not calling stupid timeouts, not going forward on fourth and three from your own 20, you know, punting the ball when you should probably just punt the ball, whatever. And this year he's just like, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's pressure from trying to definitely win or something and just try to be a winning championship coach or something. I don't know what the deal is. But this year he just hasn't made the same quality of decisions. Game in and game out, it's been something almost every game that you're like, why did we do that? Why would you possibly think that's the best decision right now? So I just, honestly, going forward, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he's done. We just need to win these last four games, and we're good, and we'll be in the championship game. But I think we just needed to point out there is some heat on him. There are concerns about – Hollingshead as the offensive coordinator because the numbers are not there versus some of these other coordinators that we've had. So you have to question what the heck is going on. Austin Reed doesn't look the same. You know, everybody else has taken a step sideways or backwards or the people that were supposed to show up aren't there. What's going on? And so I just, I thought we should ask that question. I, I, you know, with, with you kind of elaborating your position, I do agree that um, Austin Reed 2022 and Austin Reed 2023 uh, seem like different people. Yeah. He's um, gone from a, a definite draft pick to he may not get drafted. And if it gets much worse, he may not get much offers to, to go to a camp. Well, and honestly, I think, <laughs> I think that would be a very big miss on teams and on NFL teams right now with Austin Reed because he does have a lot of potential. He has, I would say through several of these games, he's carried the team by himself. Um, part of that is the scheme, but I think part of it is, you know, um, you know, we, Austin Reed is a very good uh, quarterback. He's got great vision and he's got great uh, instincts. And I mean, he's already thrown for 2,200 yards this season and out of eight games, he's thrown 20 touchdowns. Um, so, you know, I think uh, I think if we can kind of get things together, or honestly, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, I have no sources or rumors to back this up, but if Coach Helton parted ways with our offensive coordinator this year, it would not surprise me. Or if he brought somebody else in and made uh, Hollinsworth, you know, the passing whatever they call it. You know what I'm saying? The guy that kind of the passing game coordinator or something. Yes. That's what I was looking for. 
passing game coordinator, you know, or something like that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, so that neither of those situations would really surprise me with the uh, way Western has been going thus far. But, you know, we'll just have to see how things roll out. Um, I think if, hypothetically, if Coach Helton um, wins out, wins uh, Conference USA, um, you know, we get to the Conference USA, you know, final game, we're playing Liberty, we beat them. I don't know if we keep him. I don't know where he goes, but I don't know if we keep him. What do you yeah, think? I mean, I think, I think if he wins a conference championship, he'll get he'll get offers, and it'll also be like you know, WKU dealt with all these injuries, and they overcame, and you know, they ended up having a great season and <clears throat> and a historic season and everything. So it'll it'll come back good on him, and I mean, if he does that, uh, good for him, and you know, I'm wishing the best. But I think also what could be dangerous here is if it if this doesn't come together, if they play like they've been playing the last few games, they're probably going to lose at least one more game, in my opinion. Oh, you think so? I think so. If we if we play the way that we've been playing, now if they come together, <clears throat> if the the receivers get healthy and Matheson comes back, which we keep saying that, but he still hasn't even dressed, um, I think they're going to end up redshirting him. It's my opinion. Um, <clears throat> but very possibly, if we, if we get somebody back, if we get Donut back, somebody, um, whatever, then that changes some things. But as it stands right now, if we keep playing like we're playing, I think we'll we could lose to. I don't think we'll lose to UTEP. I think New Mexico, New Mexico State playing well. Yeah, um, Sam Houston's dangerous because their defense is really good, um, and their offense has been getting better every week. So at some point they're going to steal one from somebody. I sure as crap hope it's not us, but it's just one of those things. FIU's had some bright moments. Um, so I'm not saying that I think we're, we're going to lose a game. I think we, pro- we should win all four of them, but gosh, if the, if the level dips a little lower, each of those games become more in question, especially New Mexico state. I think I, I agree with you. I think New Mexico State is a definite possibility for us to lose that game. Um, but on the flip side, uh, I think UTEP, which we're talking about next, is the game that um, you're not going to make a lot of money if you bet Western this coming week. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because yeah. I think Western is heavily favored. ESPN's got them at 70% chance to win. Um Let's see if they've got the other games up. Normally they do not because their earned turns don't work that fast. Um, let's see. Oh, New Mexico State. Western is favored 72%. And this is, um, I think this is at, yeah, this is in Western. It's at Western. This is in Bowling Green, I'm sorry. Um, and then Sam Houston. I think they've got us at 83% to beat Sam Houston. And that's in Bowling Green as well. Um, I mean, like you said, I don't think I don't think you take uh, for granted any of these teams. I think you have got to play up to your potential against every single one of these teams. However, I think we have a probably average eighty percent chance to win all four. Is so, it eighty percent chance to win all four? I think eight out of ten times we beat these all four of these teams. Wow. We'll I think I think we 
I think we could. Now, like you said, if something happens, if we have a law tech game where we just kind of coast, I think we could totally lose these games. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying we're, you know, we're going to easily sweep these last four, but um, I think last year's team could have swept all four of these with blindfolds and their cleats tied together and not allowed to use their right arm. You know, I, there's, I mean, like last year's team was so much more developed at this point in the season. And I think that's one of the frustrations for me watching this team is it does not seem as if we are as <sighs> the word, uh, the word I'm looking for would be, uh, you know, we're not as developed. We're just not as developed as the team last year was. Yeah. I was going to um, say focused. Focused is a good one too. Yeah. Um, where we were last year, we were, the machine was running smooth. The offensive machine was running smooth. The defensive machine was really running well. Um, it's not making stops. It's still the bend, but don't break idea. But, mm-hmm. you know, Western was doing very well at the end of the season last year. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was one of those of, are we going to keep Austin Reed at this point? You know, and we ended up doing that, but I, I don't know. Um, we do have UTEP. Um, Western. Have uh, you looked at UTEP yet at all? I have. I haven't watched any film on UTEP. If that's what you're asking, I, I don't know. Just like looked at stats or. Uh, yes. Got a basic yes. idea. Yes. Um, UTEP. Uh, they average about 353 total yards per game. 200 passing. 152 rushing. They average 16.38 points per game. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, they, they, they've had some hard opponents. They've played Arizona. Um, they have played, let me pull up there. Northwestern. Northwestern, they lost to pretty bad. Um, they beat Incarnate Word. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Uh, they played UNLV. Those guys were good in the 90s before they got caught cheating. Um, and I mean, they beat FIU and they lost 28 to seven to New Mexico state. They're going to be playing Sam Houston this, uh, today actually. So on ESPN two, that's a Wednesday. So when this episode comes out, you, y'all will know more than we do as far as well, how Western fair or uh, UTEP fared against Sam Houston. Um, however, UTEP is allowing 389 yards, uh, per game. And 26.38 points allowed per game. So statistically, they are allowing more um, points than they're scoring. Obviously, they're not doing that well because they are 2-6 and six overall and 6 in Conference USA. Right. So um, do you have any thoughts on UTEP, Matt? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, the game just happened. So... I haven't had a chance. The last game just happened, so I haven't had a chance to dig deep into it. But I looked at it for like five minutes before we came on, and um, and one thing I didn't think about until you just said it: huge factor in just motivation was if UTEP is to lose to Sam Houston State, they're not obviously they become. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, man, I got congestion like crazy. Um, <clears throat> but they'll be two and seven, and they'll be out of bowl condition contention if they were to yeah. lose to Sam Houston State. If they win, 
you know how it is when you have six losses you're like mega focused on like you know we gotta we gotta put up or shut up we can still make it and so it it could completely change how fired up they are if they do have that seventh loss versus being three and six because when you get down to the end and you've only got like three games and you could be bowl eligible you kind of look at it and you're like we can do this you know we can come together if you have any belief in your team at all that's how they're going to be thinking so that's a big factor um i do think i looked at these stats and kind of looked at some stuff and and how they played and whatever and I, fi- I thought, you know, finally we get a team that we match up well against. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think um, Western is built, even when we kind of suck it up, we're still built to score, um, and they have trouble scoring. I think they have they have trouble stopping opponents. Um, they have a decent defense. They don't give up a ton of yards, but they do give up some points. Um, I think um, – they have trouble being prolific in the passing game. Um, you know, only about 200 yards a game. So I just think overall the matchup looks like it could favor WKU. Um, and obviously Western is the better team, even even if Western's in some kind of a funk or whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, I still think <laughs> if WKU loses this one, I don't know what you're supposed to feel, um, but it would be a complete disaster, in my opinion, if WKU was to lose this one. It just looks like a Western win almost no matter what. Um, And it is on the road. It's at elevation and stuff like that. Um, It's tough to travel to El Paso, but I still think. It is a long way from here. Yes, and <laughs> somehow it never affected me really, but somehow it affects all those big guys at elevation, sitting cramped up in an airplane. I don't know. They always complain about it, but I think they're being weenies. But um, anyway, well, somehow you, it affects them. You remember? Uh, side note here: we're coming up towards the end of the show, but I'll talk about this anyway. Oh, whatever. Man. Uh, you remember Jared Clendenin, right? Friend of the show. Yeah we failed to get back on the show um <laughs> he uh out he had a, yeah how's it going glenn um but he uh he had a bad fear of flight and i, I think they oh, gave him okay. a dramamine before one of his first flights when we were traveling i don't remember that i cannot I remember, remember what team it or what game it was but yeah he was uh he was very I think, uh, scared of flying rico brown he might have been one that kind of freaked out his first time flying i think he, so. i think he was crying <laughs> he he actually uh, he joined the military. I don't. I'm hoping to God it wasn't the Air Force because that's awful. Um, <laughs> Rico but... in the Air Force. Yeah, um, no, he he actually yeah he's he's been uh, he's been a soldier for a while. Him I'm and really uh, him and uh, Chris Bullard, both of Bullard, them. Yeah, military. yeah, I think Bullard's officer actually. Yeah, he's. I don't know if Rico is or not, but um, back to uh, Western and UTEP. Uh, Obviously, Wednesday on the 25th, West uh, UTEP plays Sam Houston. Sam Houston hasn't won a game all year, dude. They have not. but They have actually played some really close games. Yes, they have. They have a very good defense. And I know we're not talking about Sam Houston, whatever. But they have a very good defense. And their offense has been absolutely dude. terrible. But they've gotten better every single week. I think they're going to steal a game or two here to end the year. So maybe they'll still win against UTEP. But well, I tell you what, a easier. 
I tell you what, Vegas is siding with you too. Vegas is giving Sam Houston three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, uh, Sam Houston played uh, FIU and took them into two overtimes, mm-hmm. 33-27. Uh, the next, uh, another notable game they played was against Liberty, and Sam Houston lost, but they only lost 21-16. to mm-hmm. Yeah, so think about that. Five the, to team Liberty. That, the Liberty team that just put up 40-something on the tops could only figure out how to score 21 against Sam Houston. I mean, Sam Houston – Half the I think points. They also, yeah, I think they also held BYU to 14. It was like 14 to nothing. Their yeah, offense was so bad in the beginning of the year, but now they're starting to put some points on the board, and they have a shot to beat whoever they're playing because of that defense. Yeah, 14 nothing BYU, 13 to 3 Air Force. Yeah, Air Force um, is ranked. Those are, that's, are awesome games to watch, let me tell you. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously. Um, and then, of course, another game to, to note is uh, li- uh, gosh, Sam Houston uh, versus Jacksonville State, 35-28, and that game went to overtime. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another tough, wild game as well. Um, yeah, tough losses. So those are uh, those are pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not really – we'll talk more about this game next week um, because we won't be playing next Tuesday, which is a big – surprise but the game will be back on on the 4th of november which is next saturday so we have a whole week to prepare to talk about sam houston and utep or western and utep and then we i guess we can talk about sam houston utep to kind of talk about what's going to happen with it um but we'll see um just a reminder, guys, uh, WKU Soccer is playing New Mexico State on Saturday. That's uh, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN+. Plus. They do do multiple games on that network. Um, I can't <laughs> believe you learned that on this episode. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't thinking of the streaming aspect of it, okay? How can they um, both be playing on ESPN+. <laughs> dude, I was – Dude, come dude. on, man. I, I didn't. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Okay, so dude, I didn't either. But and then my kid woke me up this morning, beating me up with a teddy bear. God knows what. Yeah. Dad, get up! No, it's my day off. Let me sleep, you monster. Um, WKU uh, volleyball will be playing La Tech 6 p.m. Uh, on ESPN Plus, and then obviously WKU will be playing UTEP next Saturday. November 4th at 9 p.m. on ESPN Plus, probably 8 p.m. Central. Um, so yes, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, check back. Uh, we will be back next week talking some more uh, Western sports. We'll talk be talking some more UTEP, Western, and uh, any other sports we missed. Uh, Matt, are you going to Hilltopper Hysteria? Man, I don't think I can. I've got an appointment scheduled. At six o'clock, I don't think I can make it. Well, you're not a real fan, so that's fun. But well, Devin, will you be there? (laughs) Never. (laughs) I don't support anything. I don't do any of that stuff. Why would I? I'm not a fan, so I'm just right. You're disqualified. Yeah, I don't qualify for any of that. Um, But anyway, uh, definitely check back next week, guys. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, Give us some uh, iTunes reviews if you would not mind. We've got some trolls out there who like to troll us. Um, so definitely, uh, support us that way if you don't mind. And, uh, if you would just check back, good Lord, I can't type and talk. Um, but yes, check back Go next take week. take a nap, Devin. Good Lord. 
Oh, my parents are fixing to leave from watching the little one, so I am getting no sleep. I'll probably be outside playing. You're contagious with this choking thing. Excuse <coughs> me. With, uh, I'll be playing with the little one. I'll be stuck playing with the little one. Stuck, I say. I'll be playing with the little one after this. So, uh, But definitely check back next week, guys. We'll be hollering at you. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow Tower Rack, all that good stuff. And uh, as always, guys, go tops. Go tops. Hey, bud. Hey. You gonna die, buddy? I think so. I'm gonna go get a drink up there. Okay.